0: We have breaking news here. We have a new powerhouse team in Major League Baseball. Shohei Otani is a Pittsburgh Pirate. He and O'Neill Cruz are going to form a dynamic duo for years to come. Eh, just kidding. But we do have a full trade deadline pod for you on tap today. We're taping this on the night of July 26th, five days before the trade deadline. A couple of small deals so far. The most notable passing about a couple hours ago. Ahmed Rosario traded to the Dodgers for Noah Syndergaard, and a couple other things, I think. But by the time Zacky actually gets this podcast released, Shohei Otani will probably have his fifth or sixth MVP award. So <laughs> it was in twenty twenty seven after we release our 1965 episode, and we actually might have a viewer or two. Hello, and we're glad you're here listening to us. But welcome to another episode of Championship or Bust with Max, Zach, and Josh. And we are glad you're here to join us. Today, but before we get into it, we have a couple pieces of news for you today. First of all, Zach and myself are officially shareholders of the Atlanta Braves organization. Uh, Oh, don't worry. uh, Don't worry. Don't worry. uh, We still have our favorite teams. I'm still a Yankee fan. Zach is still a Philly fan. uh, Series, You may hear us singing. We are the champions a couple times in a few months and you'll know why. But anyway, let's roll with the deadline talk. So we have a guest for you today, friend of the pod, and probably our most vocal supporter and listener, I'm sure. <laughs> Mr. Dennis is here on the pod today. So welcome to you, sir. Glad to finally have you on here as our me, member of Championship or Bust. So I guess let's get into it. Let's start with the aforementioned, the biggest name in baseball, Shohei Otani. Uh, do you guys think he's gone this week? If so, where do you think makes sense? Where he might he go? Will it be a rental? Will it be a long-term thing? Let's talk about it. So
1: Zach, I guess we'll start with you. All right. I got a few options lined up here in terms of long-term destinations. uh, Obviously the Dodgers are heavy, heavy favorites. They do have nine top 100 prospects in baseball, but they also could just wait for Otani to go to free agency. So I'm not really sure what route they're going to take in terms of strategy. Um, Another team I picked in terms of long-term destinations were the San Francisco Giants. Obviously, That's a great pick. They've been trying to land a star since the good old Arson Judge signed with them. Um, Arson. So <laughs> they need someone good over there, and they have a load of you know load of cash, and they really want to spend it. So maybe them. And of course, can't forget our New York Yankees. There was a rumor that we could get Otani without giving up Dominguez, which is nuts to me, but um, that works. Dominguez is
0: good. That's the problem. I know. He's hitting, like, 204. He's fine. No, it's up to
2: 241 now. Oh.
0: It's up to 241 now? Woo! Good for him. He's only in double-A ball.
1: I hope. Think... Yeah, but, I mean, if that's possible, you don't got to give up that guy, I think you go and get him. Clearly, oh, this team sea. sucks, but we can get into that later. In terms of rentals, three quick ones I'll throw at you. Uh, Rangers, talk, we're going to be talking about the Reds a lot for buying. And just to throw out the Phillies, they got a lot of good young talent that could be traded, and who knows? Take him over the top.
0: Of course you pick the Phillies. No. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? But solid picks. I, I could see the Phillies. I think that would be actually a good match, him and Harper. I feel like the yin and yang would be kind of good there. Harper's MVP, up a- Nick
1: Castellanos this year.
0: Yep. Coming sh- and, oh, man, the home run he'll hit if that trade drops. That oh, God. pass and nuke that yeah, hits. O- yeah, only if it's a trade. Castellanos somebody else. four home runs that night. Yeah. But uh, I think the one that you missed – um, and I'm surprised that you didn't pick this one because and I'm not just saying it because I am part shareholder now. Oh God! Uh, I gotta go with the Atlanta Braves and Stop hear why. No, hear me out. Hear me out.
3: You me have out. I put forty dollars into this team. <laughs>
0: I did. Forty. Hey, hey. $25.25, oh, which is now really oh, high. Just wait till they win the World Series. Our money going to go up. And wait until they trade for Otani. Then our money's really going up. <laughs> anyway, um, self-interest aside. But think about the Braves right now, their team that they have constructed. We have a loaded infield, all-star catcher, loaded outfield, and Marcelo Zuna, but that's beside the point. But just look at the contracts, right? He's definitely loaded. Sean Murphy. Yeah. I'm Ozuna from the Braves. Sean Murphy, six years, $73 million. He has a club option in 2029. First base, Matt Olson, eight years, $168 million. Club option in 2030. Ozzie Albies, seven years, club option in 2026 and 2027. Orlando Garcia, club option 2026 for $2 million. They can pick that up. Austin Riley. 10 years, $212 million. Club option, not until 2033. Wow. The whole infield is locked up until a minimum of 2027 if they want them. Then we go to the outfield. Ronald Acuna with the worst contract ever. His <laughs> agent could be in prison. Eight years, $100 million. Club option in 2027. Michael Harris, eight years, $72 million. Club option in 2031. And Ozuna from the Braves, four years, $65 million. Club option in 2025. So your entire starting lineup at minimum is under contract until 2025. Your Jeez, farm We system, get it,
3: you're a shareholder. Yeah. <laughs> wait,
0: wait, wait. You have your entire team. Right now right there, that's a World Series roster no matter how you slice it. You don't need any of your prospects. Send your entire farm system for 1 year of Otani services. Or what you could actually do is you could actually sign him long term because you've underpaid for everybody on your team. For this, We have a rotation. I didn't go through their contracts just to save the time and the info dumping, but we have Max Fried, who's rehabbing right now, Uh, had a setback with a minor illness, but he'll be fine. Spencer Schreider, Kyle Wright, who's expected to come back in September, and Charlie Morton. You add Shohei Otani to that rotation. Who is beating that team this year? Literally no one. You have him for a year rental. None of your prospects are playing until 2025 anyway. What do you have to lose here? I'm. I can't believe this isn't talked about more.
1: It's because they're the best I, team in baseball, so they don't need to add anything.
0: But why not? Didn't didn't matter for the Warriors, right? Like why not? They know Tony's not going to sign there.
1: Yeah. But
0: again, one year.
1: You win the World Series. If you
0: guarantee. Let's say this ups your chances of winning the World Series from let's say thirty percent to forty-five percent for a year of services and five prospects that you're not going to play. Why not?
1: Good I, I don't
0: see how that's not a clear pick by every odds maker from every sports writer. And plus, Toyotani to the Braves is just a fun story. And I, I said that before I was even a shareholder. It's actually part of the reason why I purchased the okay. stock. Okay, okay. But that's beside the point. So, I'll pass it over to Dan. Who you got, Dan?
2: I got the Baltimore Orioles. Now, as a Yankee fan, that might may hurt to say. But... Yes it makes most sense with their young talent with that one piece that they need. Cause right now they're number one in the, in the AL East in one of the hardest divisions in baseball. Obviously the Rays have just fallen off completely, but as far as the Orioles go, they have all the young talent in the world, but they just need that starting pitching and even along, obviously Shohei can bring both, but with that starting pitching, he can finally, they can have a number one option. They don't have a number one as of right now. Uh, they're just, they're rolling. They had, um, that young guy rodriguez up here for a little while and he just didn't pan that pan out very well so they sent him back down um dylan bundy but he's really not, not anything special so they really need that number one guy rolling into the playoffs in order to win series because their offense can only take them so far it's kind of like how the rangers are you know they have a lot of a lot except for of all the obviously the has gone down but they really need that starting pitching rolling into the the playoffs and right now they just don't have that so as far as Shohei can then feel everything they could have a cleanup hitter at four because they don't have that much power, especially over there in Baltimore with that lovely wall that they have in left field. And uh, I think that, that to me just makes the most sense. Now, obviously, he came out and said he only wants to play on a West Coast team. That was earlier on in his career. So Baltimore wouldn't make the most sense. But as far as farm system and the direction and team, he says he wants to win a championship. I think to me, Baltimore would be the safest and best option.
0: No, I think that's a really good pick. Good pick. Um, the only thing with Baltimore is the question of whether or not they'd be able to sign them long-term, but I agree with you on the sense that how many times are they going to be leading the AL East? The division was supposed to be loaded. It hasn't really turned out that way.
2: Um, well, um, we are, I disagree in that sense. The, the division is one of the hardest in baseball. considering the yeah.
3: paper, It is on
0: paper. Like, the, the standings show that the the best records are there, but... I mean, like, the Yankees look beatable. Boston looks beatable. Toronto looks beatable. Tampa fell off a little bit. So, like, I think all of the teams there are, like, they're not powerhouses. They they happen to have good records right now, but I think the records are a bit deceptive. But when it comes to Baltimore, if you have a shot to win the AL East after all of these years of just being forty five so ridiculously lowest of the totem pole in this league, I think you do have to go for it. I, I would take him even on a one-year rental there just to try to lock up the AL East. I think it'd be a I think they scorer. do need it.
2: I think they do need a good DH. I also think aside from that, they need help as far as vets. They have a lot of young guys. Now Shohei obviously doesn't bring veteran presence, but he can bring that that cleanup spot to where they need that power. Now he doesn't hit it yeah. much to left, but he could really pull it in cannon yards, so
3: good call, Dan. Hey man, he's he's a he's a WBC winner. He's got he's got winning experience. <laughs> really good first take, Dan. Thank you. That was really first take. I like it. Josh, what are we thinking? Uh, I think you're all stupid, and the Angels are not going to trade them because they're stupid.
1: They would be idiotic. Uh,
3: I think that they are uh, just a hair out of that wild card spot with about 12 other teams. Also, just a hair out of that wild card spot, and they're going to make a stupid decision to try and ride Otani and Trout uh, into the playoffs and pray to God.
1: Right, but if you get bounced in the first round, that's not worth anything, so...
3: Yes, but we've also seen the Angels do stupid things like going after, you know, uh, Rendon. (laughs) Hamilton,
0: (laughs) C.J. Wilson. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, you can just, the list goes on and on. And they have just gotten absolutely nowhere at all whatsoever, and the team is literally as far as Otani and Trout can take them. And the fact that Trout signed with them is a travesty on its own. Um, So I I think what's going to happen is that they're going to hold on to them, and then he's going to sign with the Dodgers in the offseason. It, it It is simply quite that. I would up, be actually. absolutely flabbergasted if a different scenario pans out.
0: It's a fair pick. I mean, like, realistically, that's probably going to end up what happens because, honestly, other than the last couple of years, the MLB trade deadline is usually very underwhelming. There's usually a lot of rumors that don't end up anything. But there's one small problem with your idea and that it's it's, it's not fun. So <laughs> it's
3: for poor content. Oh, sorry. So I, I get yeah, it. Yes, loser. we might be stupid. Oh, no, it's, it's great fun. content that I called you all stupid, so I don't know. Okay.
1: Bye. Whatever.
3: We'll, we'll revisit that. on. The you mean winter. the Angels
1: are stupid because they're going to lose him for nothing. They just have yeah, no direction
2: towards their team. Nope,
1: they have no zero. direction.
2: No pitching. They have no starting pitching. They have no relief. They have absolutely nothing on the offensive side. Gio Rochelle is hurt. Rendon is hurt. Trout is hurt. Yep. So Shohei really has no reason to stay, which is why everyone thinks he's going to leave, which in the offseason he 100% will. So I think in the Angels' best bet is to get anything they possibly can for him now.
3: I would agree, but they're not going to.
2: The Angels GM
3: literally puts a bag on his head, and does three spins, and then throws a dart at a dartboard, and that's what he decides what he's going to do. And that's why they're where they are now. But no, so I'll ask you
0: guys this because you know now we covered Otani a little bit, and I think realistically he ends up not going anywhere. It's a great story to figure out like where they're gonna like where who might grab him, but who do we think is um the first person to?
1: be move that's relatively notable. The first person I thought of was uh, a guy who's finally found himself again. At least it looks like it. Cody Bellinger hitting a good 315. Oh, I know uh, where he's getting traded to. No, well, <laughs> who needs a left fielder, Mikey? Just take yeah, a guess.
0: I know. And everyone's going to act like it was a great move from Cashman and he's going to hit a buck 50. The New York Yankees. God help
3: us all, please. Yeah, go. That, 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 oh, there's another left fielder that he got last year. That guy that Zach really liked. What was his name? No. <laughs> what was his name? Yeah, Mike. Mike, remind me. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah that guy. Yeah, Ben Benintendi. Yeah, I yeah. actually liked that part. move when it
2: happened. But please, it no. was a great <laughs> move. And then he had that that stupid surgery on his hand.
3: Yeah. Oh, you mean you mean when he hit like a, hun- a hundred uh, <laughs> for about forty games, and then got hurt, and then didn't even play. Yeah, that was a great move by Cashman.
2: Hey, I got a better idea. Remember, two years ago, our left fielder, we got was even better. We got Joey Gallo. Oh, yeah. And who did he replace? Brett Gardner.
3: Uh, uh, Boo.
0: favorite Yankee of all time. I can't wait for his monument park induction. Brett Gardner should
3: still be on the team.
0: (laughs) Notice we've we've been a lot worse since Brett Gardner left.
3: He was the glue. He was the glue.
1: He really was the glue that held us together. Yankees need a left fielder. Bellinger's playing really well. And he's actually, dude, he's only 24. He's been in the league a while. I don't want Bellinger. I think Why? he can be good. But you How know who else needs field? a left MVP's fielder? How
0: many are going to have half a season of decency, and then we're going to trade for them, and then they're going to suck here? Every single time.
1: <laughs> we're the um, Yankees. Just what we do. True. Um, but guess who else needs a left fielder? Everybody we go with the Phillies. Left. Thank you, Denny. Good. Ring, 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 <laughs> yeah, ring. The bell. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> You uh, the
3: have two left fielders oh, no. and Schwarber. And the only problem is that neither of them can play the field.
1: Yeah, Schwarber's terrible in the field. So you give him the DH spot because Harper plays first now for some reason. Um, and then you put Bellinger and left in your set. There you go. Case closed.
3: I think about Bellinger is that he can play anywhere in the outfield plus first base. As well. It's not just the left fielder. He's
1: gonna be moved somewhere, and I think the Yankees will probably get him and you're all gonna hate it. But we'll see how it plays. Oh, I'm gonna go nuts. I'd
3: love it.
0: But you know what? At least we're not the White Sox. Because I think Mm -hmm. every Uh. single one of them might get moved. Apparently they wanna keep their guys and contend next year. I was reading that earlier.
3: But like contend for what? Last place? Yeah.
0: Pretty much. (laughs) But the first guy who I thought of was Tim Anderson. I think he's completely worn out his welcome there. Everybody on that team looks completely miserable, and it's hysterical. Like, they would fail every body language test that any speech teacher would ever put out. But Tim Anderson (laughs) was statistically one of – actually, I believe he was the worst hitter in the American League statistically in the first half of the year. And he went from hitting 300, four straight seasons, a batting title in 2019, and two straight All-Star appearances to just – he's hitting 241 with a 57 OPS+. plus.
3: Well, let me it's let me uh, let me make a nightmare. statement. Let me make a statement here, and uh, you may you may have to cut this one later. Um, Go ahead. The White Sox three best hitters: Uh-oh. Tim Anderson, Aloy Jimenez, and uh, Luis Robert. All three of them, massive egos, not as good as they think they are.
0: Why would you have to cut that? Out? You're absolutely right. That's a
3: coaching problem.
0: You're absolutely right, and everyone mm-hmm. thought Larusa was the problem.
1: I did. I did think he was a He's brighter. not. I did as well. You're right. I, I People thought that. I thought that too. But dude's
0: 97. Clearly he
3: isn't. The like, three-bus hitters are arrogant, and they're not that good.
0: Tim Anderson has 12 extra base hits in oh
1: seven games. Jeff McFeeble, is that you? Jeff What? <laughs> the Jeff McFeeball, is that you? Yeah, yeah he's Jeff having a rough year. He yeah. just brought
0: back a home run against us. No.
2: He's having a, no. I think he's hitting somewhere in the 240s now, 243 after winning the batting title last year at 325. Crazy.
0: Yeah, I thought about putting him in this just because of the massive disappointment, but I think even the Mets who... I don't think the Mets yeah. are going to sell number one, but even though they probably should... They won't. Jeff McNeil is I, the one guy I think you keep because you're not going to get the right value for him right now.
2: See, I think differently he in the value. sense of the Mets selling for reason being the contracts on their starting pitching... Is so friendly to be able to move right now because they would be rentals. So Scherzer, obviously, he only had his his two-year deal along with Verlander as well, and they're going to be expiring soon. And both haven't really lived up to their potential in New York. So for a team, to, like I said before, someone like the Orioles, somebody like the Rangers, going into the postseason, need somebody to be able to lead them into it. I think would be a perfect spot for either one of them to go.
0: I don't think it's a bad idea, but you're really going to pay forty million dollars to one of these guys who have not pitched well this season, ever since the pitch clock went into place. Most of the other than Kershaw, the pitch clock has killed all these older guys.
2: I wouldn't say that Verlander has pitched bad because Verlander's numbers—they're really not as bad as you'd think. He's five and five with a three-two, seventy-six strikeouts. He's just not getting run support. It's like the Degrom effect. Mm-hmm. So every time he goes out there, he's got to you know pitch close to perfect, or he's not going to get the win.
0: Yeah, it was also from his last two starts, though, and he pitched against the White Sox and us.
2: Yeah. Before that, it was
0: not 3.24. He's given up one run in 14 innings against those two teams, and it padded him up a little bit.
2: But in in the playoffs, I think it's a no-brainer to go grab a pitcher like him. Like you said, okay, I'm not saying he's going to go Cincinnati because that's a long shot. But if the Padres are going to try to be, you know, any form of contention, which even though they're four games under, they're going to try and make a run. I don't know if they're going to be buyers and sellers. If they end up trying to be buyers at the deadline, I don't see why they wouldn't bring in Verlander. I mean, they've already spent, I don't know, a billion dollars in yeah. five guys or four guys. I so, think they
0: would be the guys to go for him, but I don't know how many others would. So it all depends. Like They did just yeah. bring in Chapman. The
2: Padres so.
3: are cool. The, the
2: Padres are. are four under with the, so one of the bad. best offensive lineups in the league. So their top five is pretty much unmatched. But you have to remember they have Gary They're Sanchez pathetic. as a catcher. Gary Sanchez is number, number nine. We talk
3: about the Yankees being pathetic with how much money they spend. There is not enough talk about how bad the Padres are and how much money they spend and how much and all the guys they've gone out and gotten to not even be a 500 team. Yeah, what happened to that Bogarts, is sad. Man. That Bogarts is really sad. Bogarts Everyone's that really they team. were going to run away with the division. Oh, here we, we were, go. we remember this one, Mike? Here we go.
0: The Yankees make me mad, but the Padres are just bad. That's, That's what's, what's it. <laughs>
2: They've underachieved as well as Xander has. And in the first half of the year, they obviously didn't have Tatis. First half of the year, Soto couldn't hit the side of a barn. Yeah. He finally has figured it out. And Machado has kind of struggled here and there with injuries as well. So the only thing that's really been consistent for them is Blake Snell, who's pitching absolutely amazing right now. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I it's,
3: thought, it's the same thing I just said about the White Sox. You got all these guys with big egos, and you put them all in the same locker room, and nobody wants to practice, nobody wants to try, and you get a crappy team. It's the same. It's the same thing. It really is that simple. That's everybody knows Machado is lazy. Everybody his- knows Soto is lazy. I mean, wait. everybody knows Tatis is out there taking steroids because God forbid he tries. Okay. What do you expect? <laughs> put all those guys in a locker room? Oh my God! You better have some freaking great psychologist there, or something. <laughs> To get him Soto gets control
2: moves. these guys. No. I, I wanted to say that Soto got moved. Again, as the Yankee fan in my heart, I would love to see him on the Yankees. However, I don't believe he's going to get moved because I don't think they're going to sell that hard. If they do sell, I think that they're going to just move little pieces to try. Like For instance, like Josh Hader. I say a little piece, but he's one of the best relievers in baseball right, right. now. Yeah. But he over the you know the first quarter of the year, he has 24 saves. He has a 9.5 ERA. And he has 58 strikeouts, so he's been pitching lights out. But if, you're gonna, if you want to try and bolster up, I mean, I guess further to your farm system, because what else really do you have at this point? I mean, you kind of have to look towards the future and try to build. You have those core pieces of Tatis, of Soto, of Machado, of Bogarts, of Cronenworth, but you need something else. Like, Gary's not getting you the answer. Matt Carpenter, who's essentially 55 at this point, should have <laughs> just hung it up after his one good year with the Yankees. Uh, I mean, they're just trying to run back the Yankees lineup, and it's just not working. So they really need to they really need to figure out longevity to try and put pieces around them to complement those top five guys because they have such a top-heavy lineup, and it just falls off right after Cronenworth.
0: Yeah, it's just a tough yeah. dilemma because you're either going to have to pay Soto or just let him walk then. And, you know, I mean, how much more can you really buy? Like, I was thinking uh, about Lucas Giolito for them. But that doesn't work either.
2: I, I have one more that they could possibly go for that every year the deadline someone says they're gonna get him, and every year he stays put and just rots away. And Shane Bieber, every year <laughs> every year they say that he's gonna come to the Yankees, he's gonna go to the Dodgers, he's gonna go to the Braves and this and that, and he doesn't go anywhere and he stays put.
1: Now see, I
0: see him in Texas. I don't know That why. would be nice. That's a good I actually put him down for Baltimore instead of Otani. Because I think there's a better shot of him sticking there long term, but I just I Texas Ranger pitcher Shane Bieber just sounds right. I can't yeah. explain why it would be a solid replacement for Degrom's injury after they've spent so much as it is, and I have Bieber and Evaldi as a one-two with John Gray. And, and
2: I mean, Texas has one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. They need pitching in the worst way in order if they want to compete. And right now they're in first place by a game over the Astros. So they really kind of have to, you know, make that separation now because if they don't, you know, they could end up having to, you know, go through the wild card with an inexperienced team of, you know, a bunch of young guys. Billis Garcia has never even sniffed the playoffs,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know. So they kind of, you know, want to try to run away with it now while the Astros, you know, they're, they're starting to hit their stride a little bit. I think they're uh, 13 or 14 games above 500, which is the most they've been all season.
1: And now Tuve's coming and, back.
2: Yeah, So and so did Jordan at some point. So yeah. they've, they've actually hit their stride without their two best players. Yep.
1: So. They actually, I can see going for Verlander or Scherzer. Uh, Verlander on the Astros again? No, thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, see, no. I see
0: that one of those two. Kill me. Because I think they would go bold.
1: Now, what do you feel about Lance
2: Lynn over there in the Astros? Now he's had a really bad year. Obviously, the White Sox pretty much should just blow it up to at any point.
0: I think the Astros are a team to take a chance on a guy like him. And notice every time someone goes to the Astros pitching wise, they all of a sudden have conveniently have a. Rejuvenation of their career. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why that. I wonder how that could ever be.
3: I think Lance was hot trash and needs to go lose about hundred pounds. Oh I don't agree with you, but I feel as if if
2: he is, if you put him in in Houston, where I guess a little bit of the pressure is relieved with Framber Valdez pitching so well, Christian Javier pitching so well, you put him over there and kind of let him do his thing as the third pitcher. Maybe that six one eight can get lower to maybe a four. Come a, come yeah, around. I the, the same thing
3: about him when he went to the Yankees, and he was so bad they couldn't even they couldn't even start him in the playoffs. So, yeah. Well, if you watch his
2: podcast, he was mad that he had to shave his beard, so yeah. he's not very happy about that.
0: Yeah, I think that would have been a good fit for. That's why I think Houston could work because I feel like every time a washed up pitcher goes to Houston, they rejuvenate, which makes you think there's a lot more cheating going on. Cheaters, well, just,
3: just, you know, we know this. Know, but just speaking
0: of trash and speaking of guys who need to lose a hundred pounds, I had oh. one other guy for um the Houston Astros and to take a chance on, and it was Alec Manoa.
1: Oh god! Oh, god. I think he's yeah, a guy
0: to go to the Astros. And get him? him? Stop it! Stop it!
2: Stop it! I really
0: believe that. He believe deserves he
2: the to be where he's at. Single way. He deserves. He needs a color.
0: change of scenery. I I mean like. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want him on the Yankees by any means, but I think he showed enough last year for a team to take a chance on no. him at his
1: lowest possible no. value. If you're the Blue um, Jays, you're going to keep sucks. him too because he's young.
0: And yeah. if he's bad, you send him down. No. And if he's you, bad, you, the, the Jays aren't going to trade him. Roster. You're not going to trade no, him. Yeah, yeah,
3: they're, they're not trading him. If he's tra- bad, you're not going to trade him. You have to assume he's going to figure it out. You can't. You can't just trade him unless unless they're giving up quite the package. The Jays are not going to trade him.
2: Talking about the Blue Jays, going off off of them, try to get one of their old starting pitchers back who's been having one of his best bounce-back seasons in a very long time, Marcus Stroman. Oh, yeah. Uh, They need another pitcher in the worst way considering they lost the All-Star in Manila. They lost Kikuchi because he was supposed to come in and be good, and he's been absolutely terrible. They need another pitcher if they're also going to make a run to try and uh, catch a wild card because nobody's going to catch Baltimore or or the Rays. You know that's going to be the one-two fight. Uh, Marcus Stroman has that swag. He has that that it factor. That on Toronto it works because you have Laddie who likes you know run his mouth, and oh, yeah. you have George Springer who loves to you know run his mouth. So having him over there just worked. So when he was over there for a while, why he became an all-star and which is why he got paid over in Chicago.
0: That's going to be an interesting fit going yeah, back Yeah, that's there. a good
2: one.
0: Had a couple years outside, gained some perspective, and then went back up
1: stroman's on my list too i just didn't know where he would go but i mean everyone's thinking the reds and the Orioles are buying pitchers because they need starters desperately so
2: i don't see the reds really making that big of a splash you got to keep I in mind it's still don't. the cincinnati reds and as much and as much as you'd like to think that they're going to try to build around ellie and you know joey Votto's on his way out i mean he had a couple of good games he's not the greatest anymore their their pitching is, is pretty atrocious yeah and all around their 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 relief, their their starters, it's just not the greatest. Their lineup is solid. I saw reports that Jonathan India wanted, you know, that they wanted to try and ship him out because he's just not panning out, you know, not nearly as good as they thought. But they're always, year, though. I don't
3: think it's I don't think it's that. I think it's that they have a lot of infield
2: you know, yeah. Talent. Prospects, yeah.
3: And they know he's a little older than the rest of them, so if they can ship him out for pitching, that would, that's perfect for them.
2: Now I have one more that I, I want to talk about and it's from our hometown Yankees. Who's had a really really rough second half of the year? Uh, a guy like Anthony Rizzo, where he's on a team friendly deal, who can yeah. go somewhere. Yeah. Four. Now, I was thinking obviously more along the lines. Milwaukee's right there to win the division. Are they going to go that far? In my opinion, no. But they are number one in their division. They don't have a first baseman. The best thing they had was Rowdy Telez After that, Luke Voit. Voit. So Boyd. you really don't have you don't have much you don't have much going on at first base right now. So if you can get Rizzo there for, you know, obviously his, his very team-friendly contract. I think we ended up signing him last year for like, I think, 14 to $16 million a year. So you could really move him anywhere. You could play him at first. You could play him at DH and give you that that veteran experience, you know, that once you get to the playoffs. Because that that division right now, it's not that great. Like you said, it's Cincinnati's right on their tail, but it, they're eight games above 500, opposed to eleven from Milwaukee who ended up actually beating them today three nothing. So Right. they just won the series two out of three, so
3: I like Rizzo, but I wouldn't mind that. I have to disagree with you on that. I don't think the Yankees are gonna style Stein not let them. I don't yeah, think he's not I don't either
1: yeah. I'm saying I wouldn't
0: mind it. I don't think it happens, yeah. but I think it's just more the idea of like the Yankees should sell. They're, they're not, not going to it. yeah it's like- they should I honestly think this is a year we should just let Judge rest.
2: Oh, what, like a Carmelo Anthony of 2014. Yes. Right. exactly what I want.
0: <laughs> the difference is that, you know, if we, you know, stop showing up and stop buying chicken buckets, maybe Howell will do something, fire the people around.
2: and Actually, We have a sellout crowd of 48,000 tonight at the game. I know. Court. That's why it's killing us. <laughs> yeah.
0: But let's see what happens with the Oriole and Ray series. The Rays will draw. I'm honestly probably with Baltimore. They might draw. Too. They're going to
1: draw for Orioles too there. now. Yeah.
0: How are we still drawing forty-seven thousand?
1: Well, the freaking Royal series was a sellout too, which made it was like yeah, that's yeah. it was a
3: bobblehead <laughs> night, but it wasn't because of that. All right. Does that mean it's my turn to name some peoples? Yes. Go, go ahead. Sure. All right. So I think the one that we haven't talked about, and it's uh, honestly a shame we haven't talked about, is obviously Giolito.
1: Yep. I talked uh, about him a little bit. On my Pretty list.
3: much everybody knows he's moving. It's really just a question of to where. And uh probably the Dodgers, I think, is gonna be the most likely situation here. He is a free agent, so he is a rental at this point. The Dodgers probably would just try to resign him. But uh, I don't they, think they it's do a bad question. idea at all. Yeah. Because
2: the Dodgers they have fallen off a little bit from obviously their usual powerhouse selves. And they do need that one extra piece, and they do need that pitcher, because the NL it's pretty much up for grabs aside from Atlanta. Atlanta pretty much looks like they're running away with it. But if they can kind of give them a little bit of run of that, run for their money, if they just picked up Kiké Hernandez. You know, they just picked up. I think you said Rosario before, right? Yep. Yeah, so they're trying to bolster up their lineup. They also need that pitching too. So getting you know Diolito uh, in there could really help them in the in the you know in the short term. Because, let's yeah. just face it, the White Sox need all the help in the world, and they should pretty much get rid of those top three pitchers. Tim Anderson, Robert, just just let it
1: go. Yeah, just blow it up. It's just, they, yeah, have, they have no direction. they that core. Yeah, they got to blow and it up.
3: Especially with the assumption that if Otani does not get traded, uh, you got to go do something now. And Giolito's probably their best option.
0: Yeah, I had Giolito with the Orioles, uh, just because I feel like they, they're a team that should buy anybody. Uh, I had him with the Rangers, same reason. And I also put the Giants down because they've been so desperate for, like, any. Yeah, any one. <laughs> I think Gilito's gotten a little bit overrated just because, like, his numbers haven't been great for a couple of years. It's starting to come down a little bit now. But um, I just don't think that he brings anybody over the top. But I know that since solid started starter, selling, like any other solid starter on a losing team, he's going to get inflated. So that's just how it's going to go. So I, I'm very interested with what the package is for him, though. Because, like, obviously we've seen sometimes where packages seem a lot lower than they really should be in baseball. Mm-hmm. But, like, especially for a guy like him, where, like, how good is he? Pretty good. And I don't think of him as a top, really top 10 or 15 pitcher, even in the American League.
3: I think that the Dodgers will get him. They just might not take that huge of a package to get him. Yeah.
0: Well probably the White Especially Sox is a a an untouchable. So oh, they're stupid. I wouldn't put myself.
2: I wouldn't put anybody on the White Sox as
1: an untouchable. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they they basically they didn't outright say untouchable, but like every call that they've been getting, they've been just replying with no.
1: They're dumb.
0: So, oh yeah, if I was calling the
3: White Sox, that's pretty much the only guy I'd be calling about. Yeah. Right. As boy he hasn't had a good year either.
2: There's one star that we haven't talked about yet that almost every year again at around this time, uh, is talked about too, where, you know, they're not having that great of a year. They're underachieving, and we've already brought up Soto and and Shohei, so we got them off the board. But Nolan Arenado, every right. I had
0: him here I, too. Yeah. Yep.
2: So that's my having, night So oh. he he would be perfect in Philly, in my opinion. I know you guys have Bohm like playing Bohm. third. You guys, but if you have an opportunity to upgrade there at third base like that. To where you could bring in Arenado, where he's not having you know the worst season, but he's not having you know an MVP type year this year. You know, two eighty seven, twenty two homers, and seventy seven ribbies. It's not, yeah. I mean,
3: It's not terrible at all it's by any means. Only hitting two eighty with twenty two home runs. Oh, sure. Yeah. What a bad year. But if
2: you put you put him over in Philly, you know that can I really benefit. You know.
1: Stacked.
3: Yeah,
2: that's nuts. I mean, you get uh, his defense alone, aside from him hitting on yeah. um, close to two ninety, is just at the hot corner. I mean, like you said. Foam is good, but if you could upgrade with Arenado, yeah, he's a good young guy. That's a no-brainer. Now you guys are seven games above five hundred. You're gonna fight for a wild card. I think if you put Arenado there, that offense becomes very scary. They're insane. They just a healthy Bryce with Schwarber, who has a higher on base percentage than somebody, Austin Hayes, I think, who's hitting like in the three tens. Meanwhile, he's still he's hitting a buck sixty with like I don't know, close to
1: thirty homers. Yeah, it's nuts. It makes no sense. No, but he could
2: draw walks and he could hit. Yes, they do need pitching too.
1: But no, I think if you right. have
2: if you have the opportunity to get Arenado, I think it's a no brainer because the Cardinals are another one of those teams like the Cubs, yeah. where they're they're kind of on the fence. They don't have much of a direction. They had a a good year last year, obviously, but they fell off a cliff terribly. And you know they they go as far as pitching as well, and they acquired Jordan Montgomery last year. He started to pitch well, but he hasn't had you know the greatest of years, and apparently losing Yadier Molina does one had ah, the Wilson team, Contreras I mean, problem yes yeah that that was a really <laughs> that was a really really underwhelming signing when oh, yeah. um, obviously when when they first signed him everyone thought it was a great pick including myself and obviously this year just hasn't panned out like that but
1: um it's weird Yeah. Man. It, apparently he doesn't get along with the the pitchers over there and he was calling pitches that pitchers over there don't even throw like i don't understand i don't know if you guys were reading up on that but the Wilson Contreras stuff that comes out there is is insane
3: no, I was them.
1: looking at
0: Wilson Contreras honestly. He was my number one pick for the Yankees.
1: Oh, that would be nice.
0: That's who I'd want because we have no Trevino now, and Higashioka's not the answer.
1: Oh no! Let's so just, just saying, be real,
2: Trevino. That was a one. That was a one hit. One yeah, that was a career, career season. season. Yeah. Literally, well, yeah. Yeah. I know. But a. Just a.
0: losing him in general, we need a catcher. I think they should just go get Gary Sanchez. Get him no. back. <laughs>
2: Take him off the pod, please. If we ever got Gary Sanchez back, I would seriously mull becoming a Pirates fan. I don't even think. Don't
3: be a brave fan. <laughs> All right, to get us back on track, I actually had a guy in the Cardinals on my list, and it is not Arenado. But I was going to say Paul DeYoung. I think that interesting. He is not having a great year, but knowing that the Cardinals are probably going to buy him out to get rid of him and the guy is good against left-handed pitching, somebody is going to get him as a bench bet.
0: I think we might have had a first ever, though. I think I I might be the first ever person to say interesting after following Paul DeYoung. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I think he's definitely a candidate to get moved. Uh, Obviously, the Cardinals have underachieved. I I want to go back to Arnada for one second, though, because we were talking about how it's been sort of a mid-level year for him. In terms of OPS+, he's having his fourth best season. Wow. Now, I know obviously it's not the only stat, and no, we are not big fans of Sabermetrics here, including myself, but I just thought that would stand out. Um, when it comes to the Philly fans, like, I'm just going to start war right now. I think Philly fans are, like, just in general, some of the dumbest fans on the face of the earth. They are. Just because, like, and they I say really this as a New York fan, they think the same about us, and I respect that. That's part of why we, you know, have our little rivalry. But how do you, in any way, won Alec Baum over Nolan Ornato? I don't, you have a, a chance to have a first ballot Hall of Famer. Who's still hitting two eighty seven? How do you not take that? Uh, they're
1: going to, that. but I'm, I'm just. Saying. There's. Boehm is young. That's the only reason.
0: Sorry, but back to Paul DeYoung. Young. Um, I think that he could be a guy who can get. Honestly, he can probably fit anywhere, really.
3: Exactly. That's why I think it's just likely because you're gonna you're gonna get him cheap too. It maybe a, a smaller prospect because the Cardinals are probably looking at rid of him anyway. Yeah. All right.
1: One other Cardinal uh, that I wanted to mention, Monty. Really wish the Yankees didn't trade him um, last year. Yeah, was a bad move. Him and Jack Flaherty. I think they're both good pitchers, and obviously just the buyers that we spoke about, Orioles maybe, maybe someone like Texas. They're looking for starting pitching. He's going to be a great fit wherever he goes. He's been having a really good year.
0: Yeah, Jack Flaherty hugged his mom today after he finished his start, so I I think he knows he's going to. I think that's the expectation there. But the one that we didn't mention here on my list that I really want to point out, I, I don't think we mentioned it at least Corbin Burns. All oh, right. Like we just, I think we kind of just skipped over him. Just I feel like all of these pitchers that we've been bringing up kind of just so interchangeable between him and Bieber and Giolito. But he's starting to come back a little bit. You know, he's given up only uh, four runs in his last four starts.
3: So, so teams like, in first place better. You gonna trade
2: him? what? Yeah, that's the, that's the only fight. I don't, is that they're in first, they're yeah, in teams first, in first right place.
3: Now. Yeah, are they gonna pay him? It doesn't matter. Your team's in first place. Fair,
2: yeah, you keep him. I agree with you on that point. Because I mean, the guy's I a mean, Cy Young winner, yeah,
3: but he is yeah. also like angry. <laughs> He yeah, that was Nola. Aaron
1: Nola is same situation. Yeah, but if like. you
3: trade him, you gotta get you gotta get some kind of package back. If you're in a first place team and you're gonna trade your number one pitcher, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. that's fair.
3: I mean, it you just stood be, out to
0: me as a guy who's I've been who's has been on my radar for a while and self be him.
3: You better be trading Burns to the Mets for Scherzer, and the Mets have a and Mets have a contract in place because that's the only way I see that guy moving. Yeah, right. And if the it Mets has to be a lateral Scherzer move, sell, right? Right? it has to be a lateral move. You can't you can't lose a guy who has a first place team. Fair. Denny, you have anyone else or no?
2: Uh, I got a few guys. We, we didn't really mention a lot of relievers, and then one other hitter. You can throw. So, some, go ahead, just throw them in. Go for it. All right, so you got you got Carlos Santana of the Pirates. Oh right. Uh, wow. Rotting away over there. I mean, <laughs> really rotting away. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not having a terrible season. 235, 11 homers, fifty two ribbies on a team that started out really really hot. And obviously, you knew that they were going to go on the downfall. So, oh, yeah. I mean, he's on the back nine of his career. He's, he's exactly like a Nelly Cruz who obviously got DFA'd. But uh, he's one of those guys who's going to bring in, you know, that, that power bat off your bench. DH could play every third day, fourth day, whatever the case may be, going into the playoffs. Um, I also, from that team, had David Bednar, uh, former All-Star for, for the Pirates. Uh, they're closer. And again, they're not going anywhere so I was about maybe trading that team, guy last
3: year and then didn't
2: yeah but a lot of these guys it's the same thing and they never really trade them so you know if you're looking for a team like i don't know you know the blue jays win romano cuz he's really kind of struggling sometimes and you know you're looking at uh, tampa who has a decent you know bullpen i mean their strength is their starters but losing McClanahan right now is not helping them very much but if you yeah. could bring in a guy like david bednar that would really bolster the bullpen a little bit going you know going further and then one more also from the White Sox, who everybody in in the league in pretty much hates in solidarity is Joe Kelly, who's again
3: No, I love just, that guy. Of course you do. Uh, I like him. I love I love when he just trolls the crap out of the other. I, I love that. Stuff. Astros. It's good for baseball.
1: As
2: much as he does troll, he is a solid pitcher. He could help a team and he's not helping the White Sox in any way, shape no. So I think <laughs> that getting him off that roster and onto
1: a playoff team could benefit.
3: I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he definitely has experience. He, oh, wow. he, he could be moved and and not for that much either.
1: Yeah, like watching me back on the Dodgers or something. That'd be crazy. Good. Could.
3: could be back in the Yankees too. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I After mean, his little, he, little, little he, pouty Don't you want to go see Ron Maranaccio go out there and blow a lead for the 15th in yeah. He's know, over right in, and,
1: He used to be good. It's just such a shame. He was a
3: rookie, and then he got figured out. It's the same thing that happens to everybody in the bullpen.
1: I mean, I would like for for Boone to figure out why
2: he's not using Michael King like he used to with you know the three innings of work and you know actually using him to his strength. Meanwhile, he barely pitches anymore. Yeah, one of our yeah. best bullpen pieces doesn't actually do, we to, do the. Field. Do I need to
3: go on another Aaron Boone rant again?
2: Uh oh, I wouldn't mind it.
3: <laughs> I would just say the same thing I said on the last episode. Or he's just Brian Cashman's puppet, and they listen to the same sabermetrics and all, and all these analytics, and they're all wrong. Every single one of them. Absolutely. It. And every team is using the exact same analytics, so every team knows exactly what's going to happen, and the Yankees are too stupid to go, hmm, maybe we should do something different.
2: Every start that Garrett Cole has, he'll get third time through the order, and because it says the third time through the order, uh, yep. he's like, ah, oh, you know what, maybe we should leave him in. He leaves him in. And hmm. literally, he'll get one base runner on, he'll get another one, a walk, another one, and three run shot. We're down three one because we're incapable in of scoring runs. that pretty much every game that we have, that we get a good start from Garrett Cole, and that's why he doesn't have more wins than he actually has Is that, because he gets. You just called Kevin injury. Cash's number.
1: Yeah, <laughs> honestly,
0: it's it probably cost him a Cy Young.
1: Yeah, yeah it's sure. he's, right now, he's,
2: a, he's a leader for A.L. Cy Young because McClanahan was, yes, and then he's been out too long, so he's just really not eligible for it anymore. And Shohei's, I think ERA is just a little too high to win it. Not to mention, how are you going to give him Cy Young while winning MVP? It's the yeah. one rule.
3: We've talked
0: about this on the pod too. Yeah. The, the Otani rule. If you have a shot to give Otani an award, you must give it to him. But I think it is time to point out probably the biggest news of today because the Ahmed Rosario for Noah Syndergaard trade was had to be overdone, right? <laughs> so, straight from Fox Sports, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred Boo. has contract extension after owner's vote. He will remain Boo. in the, the 2028 Cringe. season. Cringe. We, have, we have celebrity pinch hitters in the extra innings. <laughs> the winners of ball games. It's going to be so much fun. But... I, I can't say I'm not surprised by this in the slightest.
1: They love it. They love the new rules. I mean, the new mm-hmm. rules are the only good thing he's done, I'm assuming. I love the fish
0: I mean. clock. I, I know I some do. people don't. I love it. I love going to game. I love the
1: stolen bases back. Yeah, the stolen bases base finally back. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think, honestly, this year has been really good for baseball.
1: Me too. But it everything is... else he fumbled. He fumbled the Astros situation terribly. He's never going to yeah. recover from that. Firing I'm, the manager and losing a first-round pick. Oh, yeah. darn.
0: The problem with the whole Astro thing is because how was he going to prove that anyone did anything wrong when it was all internally in the locker room? He had to basically say, listen, you guys are immune from punishment to know what even happened to prevent it for the future. You, then he couldn't turn around and punish the players. So he was kind of in a bind of the manager getting fired in the GM because they got scapegoated when in reality it was probably Carlos Beltran and others.
3: Oh, you but- could have done it without punishing the players. Yeah, it, that's easy. You don't take you don't have to take their money away. You simply strip them of the title. No, no, right. No, no, you, you took there's three things. It. You strip them of the title. <laughs> you force the owner to sell the team, and you take away all their draft picks for the next ten years. I'm totally fine with the last two. I hate the idea of stripping the title. You got to put ads yeah. next
0: to it, though. You can't you rewrite history. College sports does it all the time, and that's why no one cares about college sports anymore. Rick Pitino had a title that they vacated by play. I would try to sue Major League Baseball and say, "Hey, I paid for history, and now that history is gone, so I need my money back." And I think it should be a class action lawsuit. You do not vacate championships; they happened already. You fix it for the future. But if you go, if you do that, all of a sudden you have to vacate the 2009 Yankees championship because A. Rod did steroids too. And at that point, you're splitting hairs. Oh, uh, like I disagree. I disagree of on all. you guys fixed outcomes. She I disagree entirely. For many years, and look at me—you have me standing up for the Houston Astros. I hate you.
3: I, I disagree on everything you just said entirely. God. If you go
0: back, it's, it's just reiterate. not the same thing. I'm so ahead, you matter. Matter.
3: I don't know how you can I don't know how you can possibly equate doing steroids, to banging on trash cans, telling the batter what's coming in live in in a live game. I, I just don't understand how you could possibly equate those two. To each hey, time. you know
0: what? In a few episodes from now, we'll be talking about the nineteen nineteen World Series, and I'm sure we'll revisit this. Oh, conversation.
1: Great, can't wait but for that one. That
0: was not vacated. <laughs> People that's literally a, threw the World Series. It's still treated as a World Series. That's a,
1: that's a, good, point, that's a good point, though.
0: It's a,
3: Did I, they cheat on the field?
0: The idea...
1: They threw yeah, the game. They,
0: they threw the game. <laughs> but how... You literally sat and watched it happen. We're just going to close our eyes and turn our ears. Dah, 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 it didn't happen. No, it's not how it works. Sometimes cheaters win. It happens. You move on and you do better.
3: I mean, obviously, other than the uh, the Astros' debacle, which I will not talk about anymore, uh, I just think the guy's an absolute moron. He doesn't understand baseball whatsoever. And yes, he's made the rule changes to speed up the game, which is fantastic. But the fact that he's, caused, he's causing these lockouts, or the almost lockout that they had, it's pathetic. Because he doesn't want to pay the minor leaguers' salaries.
1: No. When MLB expansion talks start happening, and you hear, I know Nashville is prospective market, like Vegas, all that kind of stuff. Say he gets like two expansion teams. Does your opinion change on him or no?
3: You should worry about the uh, atrocious thing that's going on in Oakland before he Yeah, worries you about do not expand at yeah, this point. No way. You have a team that is that is that is absolutely bankrupt. Oh wait, no, sorry. They choose to be bankrupt because yeah. the owner doesn't spend any money, <laughs> right? And yeah. you just don't do anything about it. I mean, at what point, you know, to me, and I, and I say this, and it, and it probably sounds stupid, but at what point do you just, do you as a league turn around and, and tell a guy he has to sell the team? Well, they did wrong. it to the guy on the Redskins in football. They told him you have to sell the team. you know, well, yeah, that was it's kind of a minutes. different thing, though. But I forced you to sell he the had team. some other
0: issues involved, too, but they did it with the Suns. Like, the the real precedent here would be Sam Hinkie and... Uh, the 76ers, mm. when they basically said the NBA is going to run the, the operation. They had Brian Colangelo run it, and that turned into a whole other disaster.
1: Good call on the, the Oakland stuff. He really does need to fix all that. But I know expansion is in the works, so that's something to think about.
3: Great idea, Rob. I'm just saying. I mean, you but can't, no, like, can't manage the teams you have. I, I just – that's just not good.
0: But we can't be surprised that this happens. Like, let's be real. Like, I know we can complain about it, but – the the commissioner's job is to do the owners' dirty work. The NFL owners love Roger Goodell, yeah. Even though every fan hates him, the job is to be the bad guy for the fans so that they don't have to be. And that's what Rob Manfred does, and he does a great job
3: at it. Listen, if Manfred turns around and he brings an automated balls and strikes, I, I I kiss him on his head. I mean, they need it so bad. It's like it's it's just not even funny. The amount of things that he's that he screwed up. You know, the one that that comes to my mind really is is, is the is the, the the sticky stuff on the mound.
1: That's a good point. That's a, that's that's very a really true. good point.
3: That's very. Where you true. decided guys can't use sticky stuff, but they're allowed to use rosin. They're only allowed to use it on the mound, but you got about four seconds to apply it. You got to use MLB are throw guys rosin. out of the game because of some arbitrary amount of stickiness that one umpire decides he's going to have a god complex that day.
1: Yeah, but you can't warm I, up I with the rosin. But then you can warm up with the rosin. You just got to wash it off your hands. It's a whole thing. Yeah,
3: I mean that that's – that's again, that's, that's a disaster, an absolute disaster. And then on top of that, how about uh, – oh, do you remember when they were using like three different baseballs that one year and guys right. were trying to figure out why sometimes they were hitting balls, you know, 400 feet and other times they would hit it about 150? Yep. Yeah, that, that's that's also Manfred doing things. And this has nothing to do with him being in the owner's pockets. This is just him being stupid.
1: All great yeah, points.
0: be approved by owners. I'm sure that a lot of it is them coming up with the ideas and him being the fall guy, sort of like Cashman and Boone. And like <laughs> I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to like defend Rob Manford in a lot of instances. I think these particular rule changes this year have been good. I'm just saying I'm not surprised that the extension happened because, you know, here to make us
3: look good. He gets a lot of hate and it is all well deserved. And you have guys like Trevor Bauer that go out there and talk about how much of an idiot he is, and then get he gets a suspension that is yeah, ridiculous of length. Yep. Yes. For, for even for what he did, because other guys have done similar things, knock on suspensions of, of that length. Ozuna, he, I'm on. not going to talk about <laughs> what he did simply because he sits there and says, "I don't agree with what this man is doing," and then gives specific points and reasons for everything he says he doesn't just say things he has reasons points and facts and you can say what you want about bauer and what he does in his personal time but i think tyler's a pretty smart guy when it comes to baseball and he has good points the one point that he made about the sticky stuff specifically is he sat there made a video of himself holding the baseball look at this it's not sticky and then grabbed the bag of rosin, patted on his hand about three times, ran his hand through his sweaty hair about four times, and then held the baseball again. The ball stuck to his hand, upside yep. down. And then they're complaining about spider attack.
2: So basically what they're saying is that the players shouldn't sweat.
3: Yeah, right. pretty much. God, a Chapman would be out of the league immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just wakes up sweating.
0: That might actually be a good thing. Yeah. Wait, he's actually pitching yeah,
3: he's,
1: well for Texas. Like, what's going on? He's Amazing, in Texas. like I can't, I can't.
2: Yeah, I really want to just believe that it's it's the New York problem. And
1: our
0: fan base is a disease.
3: Wait, sometimes
0: players <laughs> throw
2: Look
0: them all over Sonny the plate Brown. and you get
3: yelled at. Look at Jordan Montgomery. He was fine. He was a great Yankee. I miss him. Yeah, me too.
0: Look at he's Paul actually doing well in St. Louis.
3: Yeah. Look at Kevin Brown.
0: Look Ugh! Don't
1: Gray. talk about Kevin Brown. <laughs>
0: That was for Sorry, our... I just
3: threw up a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: That was for our more vintage viewers.
2: <laughs> Denny,
1: any uh, thoughts on Manfred?
2: Uh, I mean, I think out of the four commissioners, he's probably the worst. <laughs> um,
1: it's funny. I think I he has an argument
2: for the best. Just because he's good with the rules this year, he it doesn't make up for all the stuff like we've talked about before that he has done in the past that have made baseball so unwatchable yeah. that he finally realized. And he's like, you know what? Maybe I should change this because they were losing money. I mean, he's more worried about an expansion than he was anything about the Astros at all whatsoever. Yep. I mean, I'm again, just to draw more money into his pocket, but it's just, I don't think he's, he's good for the sport. And, but like Mike said before, it was an easy no, no-brainer that they were going to bring him back because yeah. they really couldn't get rid of him.
3: So. I'm with Denny on this. If you asked that question 10 months ago before they talked about the pace of play and no-shifting stuff, everybody would have the same Dude, answer. He's yeah.
2: But he knew that the game was so yeah. stagnant with having six people on one side of the base that joey gallo every time or anthony rizzo or jeff mcneil which is why i mean jeff mcneil was the, the exception that the uh the exactly. new rules actually hurt him mm. yeah it hurt but let's just say for a lot of the pole hitters in the league where the rizzo's the gallows i mean rizzo even as much as he's struggling he's still hitting you know over 240 250. last year he was hitting a buck 90 to 200 and he kind of stayed there the the shift before you know before they decided to actually you know implement it baseball just got really bad it got really boring it got really just stupid to watch Go into a game was four hours long. Yeah, you know it was just there was no reason to actually go and watch it. With, with the new rules, yes, it's great. But like you said, ten months ago, if you were to ask that question, I think he's arguably, well, probably the worst of the four major sports.
0: Oh, Who do you think is a better commissioner, him or Goodell? Ugh.
2: Uh, probably more. I I will say most hated. I think Goodell. I think Goodell. Nobody who's likes worse Goodell. At his job? Yeah, who's worse at his job? I think Manfred.
0: See, I think Goodell, just because the punishments are so inconsistent, sort of like we were talking about with Bauer, just like, you know, I don't want to get with, like, the controversial stuff, but we see guys getting two games for really bad things, and then we see guys getting six games for something else. And I say part of that's the collective bargaining agreement, but
2: it's ridiculous. That's the problem. It's because they have so many rules in place that they really can't change it. They can't change what's going on because of the agreements made in the collective bargaining agreement.
0: But Goodell has full responsibility over the punishments other than the drugs. Basically, I mean you, see, the, you see that you see that in hockey
3: as well, the running gag in hockey well, which, they literally just spin a wheel. Right. Yeah. I, think that's what that, I was gonna ask you, I Josh.
0: That, I was gonna say uh, Manfred or Bettman. I
2: think I say, uh, Bettman I
0: think
3: I is mean, I mean I mean Bettman bet. is Bettman is solely responsible for multiple lockouts. So that's it, the problem. It, mm. it is it is quite it is quite close. <laughs> right? So that's Between my those point. two as as absolute is, morons. There's a legitimate argument
0: that just by association, he is at least the second best commissioner in sports. I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying you could make a legitimate argument you that can. he is out of the four major sports. I mean, honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of Adam Silver, but I, you know, yes, he's better than Rob Manfred. Yes. obviously. You know, I would always make the joke that Manfred's better than him, but obviously he's not. I have my problems with Adam Silver that we'll talk about another day. But I, I as bad as Manfred is, They're and I think it mostly it's just their job to be the public jerk, keeping it clean for uh, you know our platform. But like he (laughs) is the podcast, he not that he is the resident jerk for the owners. He's the robot, and then when he gets you know when he steps off the stage, the owners are doing all the work.
3: I mean that is that's the way for every commissioner. But you know when you say that the thing thing that pops into my mind is I don't know if you guys saw the video or not, but. You know when they did the draft, the MLB draft. I don't know, was it a month ago now. I did uh, see know, Manfred, Manfred's doing all the picks, and they get to the Astros, and the booze just absolutely start raining down. He just gets, he gets upset, he gets mad. Yeah. Like, how dare you boo the Astros? <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you didn't do your job.
0: That's what I and I wanted to mention this to Den too. We really took David Stern for granted. Everyone he hated
2: did. him. David Stern was awesome.
0: Everyone hated him, but he was the guy who told the players where to go when they didn't like something all of a sudden things were different and the fans didn't like him the fans booed him every time and he would sit there on draft night can't hear you and rile him up like a wwe wrestler like he's vince mcmahon or something (laughs) it was awesome that's what we need again and uh, honestly he was probably the best commissioner in sports i'm sure a lot of it's rose-colored glasses and nostalgia but and he definitely didn't handle everything the best but Compared to the guys we have right now, he really wasn't too bad.
1: Certainly better than Selig,
0: too.
2: I did not like that guy. Now, I want to ask one question for a little little off topic, but obviously still about baseball. I know Sharon brought it up before with the draft. Do you think the draft is so unwatchable because these guys don't come up for five, six, seven years
1: after getting drafted? Yes. Or do you think it's just because it's yes. just way too long? Both, I could care less about baseball Mm -hmm. draft until you know what did Judge get drafted five years and then showed up in the majors. Like,
2: you could tell me that like that Babe Ruth was going to get going to get drafted to the Yankees number one. We wouldn't see him for the next six years, right? Because that's just not the way baseball works. But nobody cares about the draft. You look at basketball. You look at football. Even hockey. These guys, you're going to see them in four or five months in your jersey. These guys in baseball, they got to start from single A and move their way up. Yeah. So I think that's another thing that baseball has to figure out to where they need to be able to get these guys up there a little bit earlier in order to make that more interesting. Mm -hmm.
3: Yes, I I agree with that point, but I think baseball is also in a unique position that the other sports aren't quite in, where, you know, in hockey, baseball, and hockey, uh, you know, basketball and, and football, you know, the draft is your only source of players. A lot of players and a lot of your really good players in baseball are not drafted. They're international signings. And those are the guys that break into the league at, at 19. They break into the league at 20. They're not drafted. They're already there. Mm-hmm. Because because they've been, you know, they've been within an organization since they're 15, 16 years old. Yeah. That's the difference. But, yes, the draft is utterly unwatchable.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. You, you brought it up before, talking about the draft, how, how, you know, it's just it's just really bad. It's just not... It's not something that that baseball in, in its best interest that they don't even really like when you look around like i said for basketball for football they really advertise it and like it's a big thing you look at i didn't even know the baseball draft happened a couple of weeks ago i had to turn on an mob network all of a sudden at like nine o'clock and that they were already like 10 12 picks in and nobody, nobody yeah. talks about it well but,
3: a yeah. few more points to go along with that is, is one uh, the MLB draft is in the middle of the season, which is unlike all the other games, yeah. which is quite, which is quite stupid. Along with the All Star game, which makes no sense. It's, yeah. it's so. It's, it's for, another, it's for another time. <laughs> in, in their defense, yes, it's stupid. No, it's not stupid. It's stupid that it's in the middle of the season, but it's not because it's in time with school. So obviously, when school ends in May for colleges and high schools, they can do the draft then before guys run the middle of the season. And that's the way it, ma- move, it, it makes it. sense. That's the way it just works, I guess. Yeah. But you also got to remember is yeah. that you know, football there's no minor leagues. Basketball there is a minor league. Hockey there is for all purposes. There's, a form them, minor there's league. forms of it, yeah. yeah. But for baseball, there is twelve minor leagues. So yeah, yeah. Which I think
2: that that's got to be kind of you know, talked about as well to where
3: they they got too many.
2: Yeah, I know. It's just, but it's still just not working out this way. Like, I I just think there's too much lost and hidden talent in these, these minor leagues that that they just kind of keep there. Like that guy from, from Pittsburgh, I forgot his name. That was called up earlier in the year. He spent 13 years in the minor leagues. Like what, what are you doing? Yeah. Like why your first game at 33 years old, 34 years old? Like that's, that's absurd.
0: Well, that's what happened with Mark Appel, too. Like, he was in and out of the like, – he wound up leaving and stepping down, and then he finally got a gig with the Phillies. But, like, he was drafted once by the Tigers in the 15th round, and he was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the first round. Then he was drafted number one overall by the Astros, and that was in 2013, and he played his first game in 2022. All right, so I've been stashing this for a while, just was trying to find the right time to throw it in. Since we've been talking about Manfred, I think it's perfect. So this was from July 18th. And news surfaced that the Diamondbacks and Bally Sports were unable to finalize a new three-year deal, which means that the MLB takes over their broadcast. This is from Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Uh, they're now the second team that will be produced by Major League Baseball, specifically joining the San Diego Padres. And I was looking through the comments because I haven't really heard about this before, but apparently the way it works is that Padre fans have to pay for MLB TV to watch their team play which is kind of odd to me considering the fact that a lot of people aren't watching baseball to begin with outside of the big markets. So I, I know I, Josh wants to talk about this, so I'll open the floor up for you, sir.
3: Yeah, I think this is uh, another uh, absolutely, utterly embarrassing moment for baseball. You know, they keep talking about how you know we want to make the game shorter because people aren't watching the longer games. Well, now you're going to let them watch the games. And, and you've already run into this thing where you know, you got to pay for you know, your own local broadcast. Then you got to pay for MLB Network, and then you got to pay for Apple TV, and uh, what's the other one? Prime. Uh, Prime, yeah, Prime, yeah, yeah. So now you got to pay for seven different streaming services to watch your team, because you can't just watch a local broadcast for all 162 games. Now you have to buy MLB's service. I, I just, I don't, and it ain't cheap, unless you're a T-Mobile customer or you get it for free or whatever crap that is.
2: Thank God I'm a T-Mobile customer. Talk- oh, of course you are. <laughs>
3: like, I, I, just You're talking about people not watching the sport, and then you're just making it inaccessible.
1: Yeah, it's so stupid. Just the other day, um, Michael K. was like promoting that the Yankees were on Prime. So I'm like, oh, I'll finally get to watch the Yankee game since I don't live in New York anymore. And I needed to buy MLB TV because I guess the Northeast is the blackout region for it.
3: Yeah, um, just black everything out. Yeah.
1: It was the dumbest thing yeah, ever. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch the game.
0: But no, this is like – have you guys watched the episode of South Park where Cartman buys a water park with this yes. of money that he has from his inheritance? And he basically just – he he wants a place to himself where no one's online. And he puts out a commercial. He goes, we have a water park, and the best part is you can't come. That's what he's doing to their fans right now.
3: Pretty much. I feel like this is exactly what happened when the guy bought the Astros – not the Astros, the Athletics. And then he realized, man, I actually have to pay players. Why did I do this?
0: And I think that wraps up our trade deadline slash other current event podcast of Championship or Bust. Thank you for listening. Hopefully by the time this comes out, Otani will not have had five MVPs and been inducted into the Cooperstown by now. But, you know, we'll see what happens. So hopefully that this still has some relevance to you once you start listening to it. Thanks again for listening. And we will see you next time with our World Series traditional podcast. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Go Braves. Just kidding. Go Braves.